Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? It's your brother from another mother. It is the soul, brother. Coming to you on a Thursday, April 13th, 2023. It's about 10 after 2. I uh, am taking a late extended lunch today. I got some news back on my health today. So I thought I would share the parts that... I feel would make sense to you and figure out where I go from here. So don't necessarily have a title for this, but I guess we can call it live now because that's really all that matters. So I was on the, the phone with one of my seven specialists that I'm seeing. Yes, seven actually six uh, specialists, but my PCP, my pulmonologist, my allergist, my immunologist, my oncologist, and my hematologist. Seven doctors, y'all. It has been something. I'll just say that. But I got off the phone with the infectious disease doctor today. It sounds pretty scary, but it's not. I talked about how I had this thing called Pseudomonas. It's like a superbug. Typically get it in a hospital setting, but you can get it from other things. Maybe if if you sit in in hot tubs or if you've you've, uh, been exposed to some type of plant or something uh, that had that on it. you know, there's many different ways that you can get it. But because my lungs are compromised, I have asthma. And this thing called bronchiostasis. I try to follow this. What they think's going on with me is basically that I have asthma. So whenever the weather uh, changes, like uh, right now it's cloudy, it's windy. Typically here in Kauai, it's either raining or windy. The sun, it comes out in the warmer months. But that's typically, generally, like what it's like. So if I'm outside and let's say, let's say I take in some cold air, that obviously will trigger your asthma. Not fun at all. So... But then if your asthma gets triggered, then that could actually make the bronchiostasis flare up as well. That basically is like your lungs, your lungs are damaged. Doesn't necessarily mean that that like I was a smoker. I've never smoked nothing in my life. Except a bunch of people on the basketball court. That's about it. But but I've never smoked anything. No cigarettes, no weed, no nothing. I don't, you know, now I used to be around that with my grandma because she was a smoker and my dad's side of the family but not to the point I don't think that it would have caused this damage but nonetheless with being around a uh, secondhand smoke could have caused this so a sidebar if you have kids and you're a smoker it's fine you know just I think about them and think about their future because this is a real thing definite real thing but 
But anyway, so the bronchiostasis, when the asthma is flared up, that can flare up uh, the bronchiostasis. And then that basically causes me to make more mucus in my in my lungs. Because, you know, when there's something wrong, your body's uh, defense mechanism is mucus. It makes a bunch of it. So for me, it starts to come just out. It feels like I have a sinus uh, thing going on, but I just have tons of mucus and it comes out uh, of me. So then there's this thing called pseudomonas. And depending on how much of it is in my body, it could either make that mucus be clear or be other colors that that look scary. Let's just say that. So what you basically have is kind of what a um, this thing that they call an exacerbation. And then, and an exacerbation is when uh, the pseudomonas is it's more prevalent in your system. So at some point, you know, you want to make sure that you bring that down because that's something that can hurt you. And so typically they uh, will give you the antibiotics, a course or a round of them to go ahead and eradicate that down to levels that are low. So essentially, I was told like today that that's the cycle of what's going on with my lungs. The fact that I can still exercise, I can still uh, go out and run a couple, like three miles and not stop. Albeit because I'm older at a little slower pace. Like, I can't run a four-minute mile no more. I don't think I ever was able to do that, but I sure in the heck couldn't do that now. I just have to be more mindful that, you know, I'm another year older, basically how she put it, and that, you know, I need to do exercise comparable to not just my age, but also to how I'm feeling. And people that know me know that whenever I would exercise, especially basketball, I mean, I didn't really have a medium switch. It was either it was an off day or I was on high energy. There was no in between. So basically, you know, being told one half of the diagnosis, you know, was kind of like I kind of already expected that, but I, it was hard to come to grips with it. So I was in a little bit of denial. So it kind of, it kind of sucked, like to hear it, but in the same instance, I was very grateful that it wasn't anything else, more fatal or worse, you know. Um, and while this stuff can get very dicey at times, uh, the pseudomonas can do different things uh, to your body. It can make you have infections that don't make any sense. They're not in your lungs, right? Um, it's what I have to live with. So that was one half of it. The other half is basically I have this thing called GERD. Uh, but a lot of y'all know it as acid reflux. You know, um, typically acid reflux, GERD, is a product of you eat too fast or maybe you eat too much in one sitting. Um and so the cure for that is not really a cure. They give you the acid pump medicine to kind of turn off the acid. But in most cases, when you have GERD, you don't have enough acid. And that's why you have it. So you can either have too much acid and feel like junk, or you can have not a lot of acid and, and feel like junk. And so that in-between there, you know, it's where you kind of have to make sure that you're doing enough to be sustainable, but not too much 
to have it hold you back. So I had already been working on this, but because I got ill over the holidays, I have been trying to eat a little more every day. And so, you know, slowly increasing my diet to where it was before. Um, but, you know, the doctor was like, you know, the other thing that you could do is maybe cut back how much you eat, the portion. It's going to be hard for me because I'm an athlete. And I'm just so used to having to carve up or just I'm just used to having to load up to be ready to exercise. You know, I still do that even until this day. I mean, I'm still I'm not necessarily a freak of nature, but I'm still in really good shape. With all this stuff going on, there's days where I don't feel it and I'm having all kinds of symptoms, so I kind of don't push it that hard. It's been one of the hardest things to have to embrace is that for the first time in my life, I'm not necessarily invisible. I'm not necessarily that guy that can just go hard and I have no tank, right? Just unlimited fuel. I'm... I mean, yes, I do have uh, medical ailments, but I, but I am getting older. We just will call it what it is. So, you know, in, in between those two diagnoses, you know, there's some things that I can do to definitely change, um, like some habits and different things like that. You know, some pure wellness changes that will have a larger effect on my life. Definitely, instead of eating uh, the three square meals a day, or eating a lot two times a day to kind of uh, try to compensate, I got to cut that back into even smaller meals. For the longest time, I only had two meals a day. After the pandemic had started, I went from having three big meals down to two big meals. But then, but then off and on, I would have these flare-ups, so then I would have maybe a small meal here and a big meal. Typically, I have a large breakfast, and then the next meal would be not as large. Because your stomach is kind of more ready, pumped and primed to be able like to handle whatever you throw at it. But the later it gets into the evening and nighttime, if you eat, drink, or do things, like your body's slowing down. That's, that is like your natural body clock and rhythm. So it basically, at a certain point in time, it slows down. So putting or quote-unquote, dumping a whole lot of food and water or drinks and stuff in all at one time at a fast rate might not be conducive, like, to you feeling good. So, and I don't necessarily eat that way. I don't I drink a lot either, like, that way. I don't drink any alcohol. So, yeah, I'm very proud of that because that makes it even even worse, you know. But, yeah, and I don't eat as much as I think I eat, but... But cutting it back into smaller meals, that's that's the lifestyle change that I got to make. Because if all this stuff is being caused by by acid creeping into my lung, it's a thing. It happens. If I cut back how much I eat, then acid won't get in the lungs. Therefore, ergo, I may not have any symptoms. Therefore, the pseudomonas are different things in in, uh, my body. Most of us have pseudomonas in us. It's just depending on what ailments you have, it activates more in other people or not. So for me, because I have uh, this lung stuff going on, it it's activated, definitely. And it lives in the mucus, so it sucks. So 
But then, you know, uh, there's some other little uh, smaller wins, too, and different things uh, that the doctor told me. So the point that I'm trying to make is basically I've been living like this for a good amount of the last four to five years now. To go from just being I could do what I want to now to being like this. I told my mom, I was like, you know, while I'm upset that it took so long like to get here, I'm happy that I'm here. Knowing is growing. If I didn't know that, I wouldn't be able to grow as an individual and move forward. Knowing the things that I need to know, but then actually changing what I'm doing, taking a different approach. A lot of people don't want to change. They don't like change. Change sucks to them. Change is inevitable, though. And if you don't embrace it, you probably won't live that long. So I'll find ways to cut back on meals and be what they call a grazer. (laughs) Just eat those little mini meals. Because I still got medication that I got to take. So I still got to be very mindful that I got to have something in me. You know, but then, you know, also it means a change in my bedtime, which I already knew that. Uh, You know, because I work in IT on any given day, I might have to work overtime. I don't necessarily have control over that. But what I do have control over is is making sure that that the things outside of work that I need to do, I'm doing. And on those rare occasions where I have to work late, maybe it's creeping into or close to bedtime. Then I just got to scoop bedtime out. And the more and more that you do that, eventually you get out of sync, right? It happens. I just got to get myself in sync. So why whenever I do a podcast, everybody wants to always do stuff? I have no idea. So I'm going to move. Sorry about that, friends. So annoying. But that's where I'm at right now. Is it annoying? Like that leaf blower? Yeah. (laughs) But it's something that I will embrace. It's something that I will change. I have to. My life depends on it. The stuff that I have, is it fatal? I mean, not necessarily fatal, but if I don't take care of things, it can be. So it's kind of a reality check, you know. But then again, I mean, we got these things called bodies and they over time, uh, they slowly break down. And I know that. I think we all know that. So just got to find a way to get ahead of the game. And to be honest, to be 44 and to not have any of the issues that I have, then you know I'm knocking on wood right now. Or others. I'm blessed. So the way I I look at this is I'm going to flip it. Right? Most people will be down in the dumps about this, but you know, okay, now I'm equipped with knowledge. I know what's going on. Now I can try to figure out a course of action to be more preventative. I'm going to have to not eat as much food as I as I normally do. And the only reason why I still do it really isn't any other reason, but it's what I'm conditioned to. Like when I played basketball, you know, at a competitive level and stage, you got to bulk in, you got to every day, you got to make sure that you got the right amount of carbs and protein, you know, all that. So that's what I ate for. But I'm I'm just not that guy no more. 
And it's kind of been hard to come to grips with that because I love shooting hoops every now and then. Every time I see someone out there playing, you know, you just get that urge and your palms get sweaty and you just want to go out there and you just want to just hoop it up with them. But for obvious reasons, I can't. I don't want to risk anything out there, like playing with people, whether it is like with COVID or getting hurt or anything, you know, and... And so, you know, it comes down to these things happen in life. And when they happen, you got to make the decision. Okay, well, how do I move forward? So you could sit here and be upset and mad at the world. Or you can say, okay, let's try to be positive about it. And I'm going to choose that route. Right? Don't get me wrong. I knew that there was changes that I had to make long before of the daughter's appointment like today and I knew that I was going to have to change most likely the eating my bedtime I mean I'm a I'm a night owl but because I'm so busy at work like during the day there's sometimes where I creep on and I and I'll do just a little bit at night because I don't have any distractions and I can get more done right um not always that's I mean it's more of a rarity like the anything uh, but I still do it because there's things that are time sensitive and I think we've all been there. So there's going to be those times or days where I'm just going to be a titch off, but that's okay. That's okay. I got to figure out how to move forward. I guess the whole purpose of this really isn't like to share my whole health history with you, but it's that, you know, when you're faced with some adversity, it's kind of like the matrix in Neo. Which pill or path like, do you take? You don't know where you're going to end up with either of them. All you know is the immediate... I guess you can say, what is it? The, the immediate circumstances that will follow based on whatever decision that you make, right? Like if I choose to be positive... And yeah, it's going to be hard. There's going to be times that I'm not and I'm going to have to get in front of that and have something to keep me positive or have a or have a point that I refocus. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But I don't know any other way. I don't want to sit here and be negative and ponder on the obvious. No need. Like, instead of me uh, being upset, I'm thankful that it's not cancer or diabetes or anything else. And so it's not necessarily a half-empty like scenario. It's a half-full. Because I can cross all those things out. I can cross a lot more out. But now I have something in front of me. And like anything in my life, Whenever I'm confronted with the problem, I always break it down into smaller pieces. And then I slowly try to attack each piece until I can have a fundamental like solution that's overall. And I'm going to do that here. And I'm going to get on some things, see a naturopath and do things like that and get this looked at, treated, maintenance, get back to living life. 
I'm not going to be like, like out there, no mask, a traveling fool. No, but at least I know this is, this is what I have to tend with. So now I actually like can risk assess things a lot better. I know exactly what's what. And I think everybody is entitled to that, but you can only attain that if you're willing men and women, both of y'all, because we're all bad at getting into the doctors. You don't necessarily want to put off a problem like for years that turns into a larger issue that can't be fixed. And you can say, I kind of did that, but it was unwilling because when I would go out and play basketball, I would just have fun. I, you know, And afterwards, if I played outside, I would always have this kind of weird dryness in my chest. I just thought it was from playing outside, you know. When I would play inside, I wouldn't really get that, but I would get kind of a, a lighter sensation of, of uh, what I would get if I played outside. So, But I just thought it was, hey, hey, I'm tired. I overworked my lungs. It is what it is, right? Well, no, this whole time it was, it was actually asthma. Exercise-induced asthma. That was slowly plaguing me. And I didn't deal with it. Now I have full-blown asthma. And the bronchiostasis to prove it. And I can distinctly remember when all this happened. It was when like the pandemic hit. They closed all of the uh, gyms. They closed the public parks. You couldn't be out anywhere. You couldn't do nothing. So where I lived at, like, like over in uh, Kailua, uh, not too far from Kaneohe, people would be out walking. It was amazing. You could see that more people were working from home, but they were out because it's all that they could do. And that was when all this started to kind of exacerbate and to get worse. So I have to blame the pandemic because, you know, well, I have to blame and thank it. I have to blame it because it didn't it didn't let me keep the symptoms at bay with uh, being able like to continue to work out and do the things that I knew that that were fun to me that are healthy for us all not even work it's just fun but i have to thank the pandemic as well because without it without it actually bringing to light that something was going on on the inside that the doctors couldn't see if it wasn't for that i wouldn't i mean i probably wouldn't be here sitting here explain this to you. I might have been all laid up someplace or worse. So I'm eternally grateful for that. I am. And, you know, if you're having any type of medical issues, I implore you, get in and go talk to somebody. Get a, get an opinion. Get a second, third opinion. Don't play around. It's your health. It's all you got. You know, I've always taken good care of my body for as long as I can remember from high school on, always, because I was a machine. It was a basketball playing machine. I played in college. I played for a basketball team. I had to put on a show. I had to compete. So I had to stay in optimal health. But there's a lot to be said about you actually being healthy, but actually pretending that you're healthy, but you're not. Most people know when something's going on. And those people are in denial, obviously. But there's some of us that don't know what's going on. 
But over the course of time, things are happening in our body that are changing that we can't see until we have a flare-up or something happens. And that's what happened here. So there's no one really to fault. It just is what it is. But now that I know what I know, now it comes down to me making the conscious decision. Okay, what am I going to do now? Am I going to sit and sulk? Or am I going to step up and deal with this? I'm going to step up and I'm going to deal with this. Because I've been through worse in my life. I know I can handle this. So in closing, friends, you know, your health is important. Don't mess around with it. Ladies and gentle light, get in and see that doctor. Don't be afraid. If there's something that you've been putting off, hey, you got to understand. If you want to know, you got to get in there. You got to, you have to confront those fears. You have to get a good understanding of what's really going on with you. That's important. I promise you that if you do that and if you uh, hang in there, because it can be a bumpy road. It can be very daunting. It can be hard. It can be scary. Hold on. It'll get better, I promise you. Because you're worth it. One love is always, y'all. It's the Soul Brother.